Welcome to Talking In Stations. It's Matterall. It's June 9th. We had a heck of a fight. We're going to go over in Poshvin. We have some of the guys that were involved here with us today. We're also going to look at fraternity and what a strange turn of events for fraternities um, approved voting uh, ballot. So we'll talk to Rich Richmond, who uh, got in there at the last second. Uh, let's start with this great fight that happened just a few seconds ago. Actually, people are still extracting from it now. Let me introduce to you uh, Arcia, who's here with us from Electus Matari. Hello, how are you doing? We have Sado from Dreadbomb. Didn't hear you there. Can you hear me now? Yes. Great. So that's Sado, Dreadbomb, also Wrecking Crew. They're part of Wrecking Crew, the uh, coalition of sorts. Uh, and uh, Arcia and Sado were on the same side in this uh, fight, which we'll describe in just a second. And we also have with us the leader of fraternity, Noros. How are you doing, Noros? Hey. Hey. All right, Noros was on the other side, and uh, Noros uh, has done some really interesting things today. <laughs> so he's put Rich Richmond on his ballot for fraternity, and Rich is with us as well. How's it going, Rich? I'm terrified, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I'm going to bring you back in just a second. I'm going to put you over here. Okay, so, wow, what a fight. Um, Sado, why don't you tell us uh, what the objective was and, uh, and and what happened during the first part of the fight? Stop and wrong a little bit. Um, but this is basically, um, we've been trying to find content outside of the war zone, and we've seen that the uh, trade guys have been... Uh, you know, fighting pretty much in pretty decent numbers, equal to our size. Whoever shows up to shoot their structures, we realize they were U.S. time zone set or like early U.S. time zone, like 2300. Um, so for like the past two weeks, we've been playing around in there. And um, we uh, today was the second time that Asbel's been in final timer. Uh, we were told that they were bad phoning and max picking and rage pinging everyone as much as they could. As you can see, they sort of did because the final BR I have, like, we had about 180 dudes and they had about 340. Uh, we came in with an RC Tengu fleet, uh, a combined suddenly spaceships, dread bomb, and deep water hooligans, uh, Tempest fleet issue that we handed out to people. Um, that dread bomb is sort of had lying around for a little bit now. Uh, we handed it out, we went out. Uh, we landed about a hundred Tempest fleet. Um, they moved. Your mic just changed there. Oh, sorry. It's all right. Can you still hear me? Yeah. But try talking past your mic, not into it, and you won't get those pops. Thanks for the battle report. I'll put that up now. And uh, seem to be having some more sound problems. Let me check if it's him or us. Yeah, we can't hear you. Can't hear me at all. There. Now we can hear you. Uh, so we uh, second time we've reinforced this Asbel into hold timer. Uh, the second time we reinforced it, they outnumbered us, and it was a fight we weren't ready or prepared to take yet, so we passed on it. And this is the, so the fight was the first time. The second time we reinforced it here, we were they were max pinging, getting as many people on as they could, and so we land about a hundred off, put drones on the Asbel, they detether, start shooting us. Um, they had about ninety battleships when we had about sixty plus about. 40-ish Tengus. Uh, for a while we were holding, but as they got closer to us, uh, they were able to start breaking us. It sort of became into a who was going to bleed and die faster fight. Uh, there were multiple chances to extract, but honestly, I wanted the fight. It was one of the funnest fights I've had in a long time. Um, 
at the end of the day, uh, the Asbo got to about 6 7%, and we forced the Megatrons right, off the grid, the but they reshipped probably back into like 20 to 30 of the shacks. They'd constantly been reshipping throughout the fight, everyone who died, so we were just kept lapping new stuff. I think in total we killed somewhere around like 120-ish battleships and lost like 27. So um, they reshipped into the shacks and like trick ships and basically warped at zero on us. And it just ended up being up too much damage. So we bailed and the Asbel was about at 5%. And when it got to about 5%, uh, the ally fleet that we were working with was like a typhoon fleet. They, it was like 20, 30 typhoons. They warped to zero on the Asbel and just sat there and were dying as they were trying to finish off the Asbel because they wanted to make sure it died. Well, let me uh, uh, throw it over to Arcia yeah, at that us. point. Yeah. So, Arcia, you were in that group. Tell us what happened and uh, how this fight ended. Well, in this fight, we started off in, in Cerberus. We had like 40 to 50 in fleet. Um, and we were skirmishing on the edge trying to kill up all the, the E-War, like the Blackbirds and Celestis, to make the the life of the, the RC fleet easier. Um, the Tornado fleet gave us a lot of trouble um, when we were... Because we were Serbs, the tornadoes blopping pretty easy. Um, and then we went to reship. And then as we were reshipping, we saw that RC had to pull out. So we still got into our typhoons, came over, and decided to whelp the battleship fleet to get the kill. All right, hold on right there. That's a dramatic ending. But I forgot to bring in Fraternity because Fraternity jumped into the fray, Noros. Tell us about... Tell us about your experience it, with this uh, battle. Uh, not quite pleasant. You know? <laughs> it's very straightforward. I wasn't planning to join this fight because I had another timer in Vino. But uh, Volta and Boss Alliance, they formed combined uh, way more than us. So I decided to detour and go visit Poshman. It's pretty close. So Virashala has a static wormhole that was spawned uh, six jumps within my space, for sure. Like every time you just respawn it. So I took a Pharax fleet through, and the wormhole died. Half of my fleet got through. The other half was there in high sec, killed him by the track lever and rats. It was very unpleasant. Uh, I, yeah, I warped what's left of my fleet to the grid. You were with Pharaxes, right? That's the ships you were yeah, using. Okay. That's right, yeah. It was all chaos. It's messy, really messy. I don't know. I'm like... I don't know what ships I can I could break possibly, so uh, we were trying to looking for stragglers, and whatever got pushed away. I think we killed a tempest at first, then set off at us a TFI. I was pretty happy at the point. Then I find out RC Tango started shoot us. That was very rude, by the way. <laughs> I was watching the Tango on... fleet. That's what we're seeing now on screen. The Tango yeah. fleet coming back in to shoot fraternity. You should have focused on goons that would kill more now. And yeah, it forced us off the grid. And somebody was outside of a wormhole and scanning for us for the music. By the time we finally converged the two fleets together, uh, it was already near the end. Mm. So I warped the fleet over. Uh, instantly got primary by the Tengus again. It's very unpleasant. We couldn't break the Tengu. We, I think we brought one Tengu to a hole, but that's pretty much about it. The good thing about Parchment is that half your lock, half your lock targets. So the Lodgy needs a pretty decent response time. 
Otherwise, you're just gonna keep bleeding ships, especially when multiple fleets shoot you. But I knew we couldn't break with only 20 frags, so I take a fleet off. Yeah, I'm skipping around the fight here, sh- showing some footage and stuff. I, I right. saw Sato, you, you took the fleet warp, and I thought that, well, okay, uh, this Asper was gonna survive for another day. Mm-hmm. And I took the fleet out of the warm mode, and it, I didn't expect uh, the Typhoon suicide into it after we left. So, the um, the crazy thing is they wanted to suicide for it because you can't anchor new structures in that system. So that's the last Asbel in Pochvin ever. Uh, you can't build caps in it, but it's the you could build battleships and stuff in it. But it is the last Asbel in Pochvin. The first one was killed by HK, I think, if I remember right. Um, but this was the last one throughout all of it, and uh, you know it it was this the suicide was to make sure it died because they can't anchor a new one. RCM. What uh, what was it like in that fleet that went in and suicided battleships against this thing just to take it down for the reasons that so, I just said? I had my scout on grid, and, I, and I'm like, okay, there's five minutes left, and Deebs is like, fuck it, let's go in. That, that, I think that's literally what he said. Deebs is the alliance leader of Electus Matari, so ultimately uh, he has the final say in most of these situations. And uh, we warped in, we anchored, they immediately, uh, they landed back on grid. Uh, we tried to pull away, and then we were actually trying to separate from one another. So they had to chase us all around and just keep everything on the on the Asbel as it was ticking down. Um, they killed Deebs. They killed me. They they basically went for all the no NFCs first. And but it, we had we had enough typhoons. We had um, quite a few typhoons and. We kept damage on it. We kept our drones on it. And you can't repair a structure. It's going to die if you keep damage on it. It's just a matter of, do you have, are you willing to spend enough to kill it? And we were, because it was, it was already down to 19% when we landed. When it was going down to like 5%, the fleet was so hype. Like, I don't think I've ever been in a fleet where people are just so excited um, I've been in a lot of fleets where people are excited, but like as it's going five, four, like comms just like exploded when it like you, bigger guys, explosion than the Asbel. Were you guys? Yeah, were you guys losing ships? Was it uh, a close call? Oh, yeah, we lost. We lost a lot of diamonds. Right, we were just getting volleyed. They had like at the with when RC left, it was like two hundred to forty. When we were on grid, right? We we were going down, but we tried to separate. So, um, and somebody boosted us and actually helped us a bit. Uh, so that kind of worked. <laughs> yeah, um, we were able to keep damage on it long enough and just spend some foons for the really really amazing kill. So that was that ended up looking like this. If I can uh, move this over, I'm still like Shaking. high on adrenaline right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Sado. So it, so you went in there. You brought your guys in there. You guys are uh, doing a lot of the combat. Uh, here comes Fraternity because Fraternity can't find a different fight. You mix it up with Fraternity. It gets super hot. You reduce this thing to twenty percent, but you have to back out. You leave. It looks like a save. And in comes Electus Matari suiciding battleships, uh, basically jumping into the goal line and destroying the Asbel, as you said, the last Asbel in Poshvin. Sound about right? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't just DM. Like, 
we have like a coalition kind of thing going on that is the same coalition from the uh, Edencom side of the invasions almost. So this is a, you could chalk it up for Edencom column. Yeah. Um, like EM gets a lot of, a lot of the credit cause I'm visible and the structure that we use is ours, but um, Phoenix Naval Systems and Kimi Harar at least are at least as big a part of the coalition as we are. Um, they put up a lot of numbers. Today we also had uh, the Pursue, Restrain, Overwhelm guys, Nadrier, Ashra Khan people, um, and s- several other individuals from other groups. Um, it, it's not just like EM and alts, but uh, it's a lot of our peers and it's a lot of Edencom people. Um, so, like the empire-based RPRs and the Incom uh, side side individuals ha- came back together. It's basically the gang from the invasion got back together. Wow! So, what? A heck? I mean, it was I watched the fight live, and uh, and it looked like a save. We were wrapping up. We turned off cameras and everything, and um, I was recording it because we didn't want to interfere with ops security or operational security or opsec. We didn't want to compromise any of that. So we were trying to do a delay of like five to 15 minutes. And then we just decided to just record it. And then we would just clean it up and play it uh, the whole fight. But we, you know, our cameras weren't there for the exciting last moment uh, where you guys rushed back in to try to really try to, (laughs) it really feels like you lose a fight, you know, you're going to die and you run and hit um, the, uh, the captain of the other team and, and jump off a cliff with him. You know, you kind of took it with, you, you took him with you kind of thing. I mean, we can build more foons. They can't anchor another as well. Yeah. 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 A Rudy moment. Uh, and I, I didn't know fraternity, you had so much trouble getting on field and you weren't even going to take this fight. Uh, that's, that's interesting. So it was kind of falling apart, but you must've felt pretty good when you thought that, you know, you'd actually come in at the last second and kind of help these guys defend who is it, by the way? Strybog is was the owner of this, and they're also helped by. I keep seeing goon swarm because I saw Mike Flood put up a, a battle report as well. So I imagine there's some goon swarm support in there as well. And then, and then you guys were you third partying or were you there to help well, Strybog? Well, I killed the first tempest for Strybog. I think the first one was uh, Strybog, dude. We're not defending it, and I'm just there, third party with my number. I just tried to break things we could. And it's been a pattern today of us having trouble getting onto the fight because uh, there was an initiative timer earlier. We had a timer run by two hours. Uh, yeah, so maybe today it's not for lucky for us. Well, we have, uh, again, great FC Sado, great FC uh, Naros, and Arcia. Uh, Arcia is not a great FC. You're a great FC. <laughs> a small, small gang FC, and you're good. Uh, I want to kind of let you guys talk to each other so that I don't get in the way. Is there anything, um, any questions you have for each other? Yeah, can I'll just you say, ask you not to shoot me next time? <laughs> not immediately aggress me when I'm on. Hey, I think the only reason they shot at you is because you, your Ferox just shot one of my Guardians. Well, take your Guardians to anchor up, maybe. Uh, they got boost, man. I can't help it. That was one of the most hectic, chaotic fights I've ever been in, but also one of the funnest. And to be honest, fighting outnumbered basically with 180 friendlies versus about 350 enemies. It was very hectic. And, you know, I'm surprised we ended up doing as well as we did up against we were against because we started the fight with like 60 battleships versus they were like 90-ish. Yeah, there's something of a bombing run at first too, wasn't there? Did that affect you? 
Yeah, they bombed RC when RC landed at a ping, so they weren't even there for like the first three minutes of the fight. They had to repair. Yeah, they bombed us as well. We survived. No shield. It sounds a little bit like a free-for-all, but um, once RC left, where was Fraternity? Were you still on the field, and why didn't you turn and shoot the uh, yeah. structure? Well, I, I was trying to blend it in, you know. There was like <laughs> 20, 60 battleships there, and I had 20 Ferox. Oh, yeah. You would have been a slowly, slowly align out. Try to be friendly, you know. Yeah, smile on your way out like... Uh... Uh, okay, so you were trying to survive. Uh, Arcia, do you know uh, what you ended up with at the end there? Like, I guess you got knocked off the field, but did you guys tell you, like, how many battleships you had left when the Asbel exploded? Uh, all right, so we, we lost most of the Cerberus fleet we came in with. And then I think at the end, the Damnation survived, and six or seven Typhoons, a Yugen, zero, zero scimitars, and a Scythe survived. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know how many Guardians survived. I don't know how many of the Guardians survived. They're not there. What? Well, the Guardians might have put drones on the thing, so maybe all the Guardians died too. Huh? Yeah. I, I think right now, Deeves is actually probably counting that. Um, I see a Drifter on this kill mail. I don't know what the Drifter Scout was doing there, but uh, there's the Asbel. It probably shot somebody on the gate, right? Uh, let's take a look because the they Asbel. were they were on the gate when we came got a lot of dread bomb on it as far as the kill mail goes so you guys get all get credit for it deep water hooligans and electus matari there this thing uh was really a priceless asbel because it was the last of its kind inside of poshvin unless something changes I'm, in the future i'm telling you they were legit just reshipping dudes and throwing them into the fray there was a moment where they only had like six megathrons and like eight tempests left and i still had like 50 tfis and just random ones would warp back in from there fortisar and just try to join the fight when they were really just suiciding themselves because they were just throwing everything at us to try to get us not to kill it and then they actually reship and got into the shacks and pushed us away and yeah. the shacks was quite strong was that strybog in the shacks once we killed basically every megathron and tempest they had they left and reshipped into the shacks and came at zero wild well uh, that was a heck of a good fight to watch with a surprise ending and a very notable kill will go down in history. Uh, congratulations. I want to see your reaction of the ending. <laughs> you want to see what? the? Uh... Your rea how you reacted to the ending. Well, that's just so it. We had actually packed up the cameras. Recording. Yeah, we stopped recording. We thought it was a save. They're like, Never oh. stop recording till it repairs. Yeah. In fact, I'd already like stopped communication with our camera guy and then I, I he types back like, WTF, it's not over. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, and we did go back and look, but it had been uh, blown up by then and we're trying to loot it, but it's still, it's a hot area to loot. So you'll get yeah, we didn't get any of the looting because we, we got decimated and what got out, got out. Yeah, what, That's what, why you always defend the armor timer. Yeah, right. you can just pay to kill it. If you want to kill it, you can't rip the structure. Yeah, that was, that was amazing uh, to hear, so... Uh, again, here's the result is the Asbel uh, did get destroyed thanks to uh, Alexis Matari and the Edencom group, uh, along with RC, who did most of the assault, but uh, the suicide squad that went in there to push it over the edge. Uh, that was uh, the open, what are the uh, Edencom uh, group? They got back together to invade Poshvin. You guys must really like that patch that opened up Poshvin uh, for you guys a little bit better. 
Yeah, I mean, if without that patch, this wouldn't be possible. Hashtag I was right, but <laughs> <laughs> from all my salt about when it was closed before. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you guys. Uh, anything else to do or Arcia that you guys uh, wanted to talk about or mention? Well, thanks for coming by. We're going to uh, now switch gears over to CSM talk with uh, what well, we can say goodbye to Sado and uh, RCF. If you guys wanted to take off, Sado is a CSM candidate, right? RCF yes. is also a CSM candidate. Sado, you're CSM. Stay. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I did know that, but I wow. didn't remember. It. I didn't remember that. Wow. Well, here's here's okay. I'll tell the truth. The reason I remember Sado is because I thought there was this interesting move, and I can ask you now because you're here. Let me actually go to the map. You, where were you just active in? Was it uh, Immensia, I think? Faith, Faith Immensia, Tenerifus. I'm all over the place, man. But you were taking SOV somewhere. You were turning over TCUs a week ago. Uh, that was Tenerifus probably then. Yeah, Tenor. And I was like, well, normally, you know, those are afterthoughts, and you weren't going to live in that space or rent it out or anything. So I figured, you know what, RCS, CSM2, let's keep you all here. Um. So I was like, is he collecting TCUs in order to make uh, the Dread, uh, Dread Bomb Alliance higher on this thing here? If you look at alliances on Dotland, it has a list. And there you are at number six. So <laughs> I thought, what an interesting strategy to like, you know. Okay, and I'll tell you why I thought that. Because this actually happens. Uh, again, I worked in the film industry for a long time. And there's this whole apparatus about publicity and how you get people uh, in in front of people. Or they're called impressions. And when an actor has a new season, like Frasier, let's, or that's an old one, right? But an actor has a new season coming out on television, he'll sell his house. Because real estate page will put his, you know, you know, million dollar house in Beverly Hills goes on sale for this actor. And it's just publicity because there's a new thing coming out. And so I kind of thought like that was in that style where you're uh, bumping up Dread Bomb so that it's uh, it's more of a household name. I mean, not necessarily. It's sort of been a funny joke on the side because when Dread Bomb was formed, we were like, ah, we don't need Sav. You know, there's no need for Sav. And then of course, as the game changes and we grew our priorities and at the end of the day, we needed more income. Nullsec was that pathway for that. So we just started taking some systems and then one thing led to another. We started kicking out other Nullsec groups. The Legacy left the South. No one was living there. And we're just like, let's just TCU it all because no one else is going to own it and we can just rent it out. So like we're renting out almost half the South now. And you know, it's you just did rent part it. of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna fucking live there. I don't want to live there. Yeah, I knew but, you didn't want to I mean, do that. But I, did, I, mean, I, we, we, I thought you didn't want to like rent. Next, no, I'll rent. We're next door to Fire, and we we exchange blows with Fire every now and then. But I mean, it's uh, no one else was living in the space, and so we just went and took it. And now it's become a joke that you know our 200 man alliance with like. That has a thousand-ish characters. Owns is number six on the like solve map. <laughs> it's sort of an inside joke. It's not for publicity or anything. It's okay. literally just because you know we sort of could. That's pretty much why. Yeah, because like, we could. Right. Remember, uh, if you're renting, you stop for boarding. And I can right. tell you, dude. I can tell you, um, Mallory, can, can you switch back to the um, to the alliance ranking? Yes, I'll switch back. Just let me get uh, Rich out of the way here. 
Sorry, Rich. I'll tell you, you if Dreadbomb lost like half of the quote unquote soft structures we have that make us number six, nothing would change. Like no one would be at least my guys, nothing would change. No one would be upset. It's like at the end of the day, we don't really care. We just sort of did it because there was nothing else to do, and no one was living there. Yeah, you see, you're trending into a dangerous world, my dude. Exactly. Number if six, I ever, also. If I, if I ever, that's what that that's the big joke everyone makes. But if I ever anchor a Keepstar. I'm just going to disband the alliance. Like if I ever anchor heaps, <laughs> Dreadbomb is getting disbanded, and that's been the big like rule on the limit on what we do. We'll take Sahaf for content and for ISK, but we're not going to, you know, rely on it to a point where if we lose it, we're going to disband. If we anchor a Keepstar, though, yeah, we're done. That's the end of the game. That's when we retire and go play WoW. So that's that's your line in the sand, I guess. Mm. All right, but you're number six with uh, just a few hundred guys. And uh, Fraternity, though, Noros, uh, by the way, uh, Dreadbomb owns 116 systems, which is what this ranking is based on. It's how many, how many systems you own or have the TCU for a territorial claim unit. But Fraternity has 253 systems. Yeah, let's not talk about it. I, I totally agree that. Sorry. <laughs> People still think I'm going to expand into pure blind. Declan, you know? Yeah. So of the 200, let's actually look at Fraternity and see where you're bases uh you still have branch owasa so you still have owasa dragon falls Teenol, tribute veil of the silent and this gets closer to where you're living now and then i imagine uh where's tribute i must have skipped it really quickly a oh, tribute and veil no of the silence. i would stay but i do have to go if you oh, want so to do. thanks a lot csm thing later or at some other point i'd be done thank you very much good fight congratulations so see you. thank see you, you later me. Mm -hmm. right. Imagine having all the space and our alliance income still not as much as the um, TTC in high sec. Isn't that a bit broken? Is that right? Or are you kidding? Is that uh, what are they making? What I do don't. Make? Well, I don't know how much they make. I don't think they have more. I mean, I don't think I have more than them. Um, I don't know how much they make either, but I should try to find out. But I know they share it, so there's a number of. Uh, I'm trying to get you in there. I know they share it with different people to, you know, they pay people off for security so that there's not a fighting over it. But uh, I don't know how much they make. Can't imagine you don't make as much as them. But all right. Talking about CSM, Sado, who just left running for CSM, along with Arcia, who's also running for CSM, and Rich, Richmond, also running for CSM on an anti botting platform. He's a small gang guy. Uh, you put him. Naros, you put him on your ballot, and you have a lot of people, and you put him at number two. Tell us what went into that decision. Well, we have a public image issue we're going to need to solve, right? And who's better than Richmond, the anti-botting RMT candidate? <laughs> I see. You, you have an advantage, you know, Rich. Uh, I'm pretty sure you understand Mandarin, right? Uh, do we? Yes, I do. Yeah, so... I believe the CSM is an agency that received player experience and their issues, the concerns. So you have a natural gift that can help you with that. Yeah. And I'd like to well, endeavor to serve the game better using the skills I possess. Oh, well, that's interesting. And I kind of, we, we had talked about that and um, it was one of the factors in, in what we were thinking and, um, one was that you were both, uh, you, you both speak English, of course, you both also speak Chinese or Mandarin, I assume. 
And so I thought there might be a cultural link there. The other thing that was interesting was that Naros, as he says, has um, a perception problem. Uh, he owns a lot of territory and a lot of things that go back to uh, cultural issues, whether they're fair or not. Uh, he has the uh, a reputation for um, you know having botting, uh, even though the truth may be that he's actually fighting botting. And Rich, who's made him a name for himself, really came on the scene in a fiery way against botting and those sorts of practices. So this is why the two things are coming together. You have someone who's a champion of anti-botting running for fraternity, and that's sending a message that this is not something you approve of, and this is something that you fight in your territory. Yeah, well, I think that's totally a chance. Yeah, and the it's other thing bold. you said, one, one more second, Rich. Uh, the other thing you said is that you moved to Tribute and Veil so that you weren't out in some deep space area uh, away from everybody. And and one of the reasons for that was, look, we're right up here where there's a lot of traffic and people can see us. Like It's, you know, daylight, so you guys can see what we do and you know that we're not botting and that sort of thing. So, well, they're going to see we hide our boss in the rental programs anyway. Yeah, they'll change, the, they'll change their uh, thoughts to that, yeah, but... But you at least leave, live inside of uh, those areas. Go ahead, Rich. It was a well, very surprising move for some. I've been pinged all over the place, and people have asked me all sorts of questions and come up with all sorts of wild theories of how I've managed to get this coveted second uh, place to vote for fraternity's ballot. Yeah, I mean, the population of fraternity is high. You also have Winter Coalition that you lead. What does the ballot reach for you? Is it just fraternity, or is it all of Winter Coalition? It's for all of Winter Coalition, but we have Kinneth at number one. So depending on how the votes are calculated, trick it in. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that you can get in, to be honest. Yeah. It's honestly a very high chance. I, I do hope I get in. It's a surprise, but a pleasant surprise for sure. Uh, what's funny is just how I feel the last three days about this whole thing. Because one week ago, I was fearless. Whatever happens to the CSM, I didn't fear anything. I understood that I was an independent and a small, uh, well, very small candidate. But now now that there's this hope, this what's happened now, this I'm scared. I'm actually, actually scared. And I look at myself in the, uh, in the webcam right now, and I, I, I'm carefully looking at my eyes and thinking, my God, am I going to break out of tears? <laughs> This is emotional for you. It, it is. Uh, I, I really want to get in because uh, aside from wanting to champion my cause and represent fraternity on, well, in in my in my place, I think it would make a quite a good story, given how new I am to the game and all the adventures and well things I've done. Yeah relatively new player and this is your first run for csm it's very difficult to make your first run at uh, csm but it does get your name recognition up for a second or third run later on which is usually the strategy because people have very few avenues to raise their profile even online um, but that's one of them is to run for csm well all sorts of feedback uh, from various areas of the community a lot of old friends and even some old mentors some people who taught me eve when i first began messaging me and it's quite refreshing but at the same time it's actually quite terrifying now i have this sense of dread looming over me you want to make your mentors proud of you right show them what you did oh yeah absolutely and i i want to 
eventually one day reveal them, uh, speak uh, speak about them and tell the world who was it that brought me to EVE Online. But as of right now, it's it's all rather mysterious. It's quite secretive who they are. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to know at some point soon, maybe because you win and you get to tell us now because you've reached the top of uh, what players can achieve on their own. Uh, very interesting, though. And let's go back to Naros, the thing that you also put Arcia... Um, Arcia's on your ballot, or if not, she's on the Pappy ballot, which was really interesting, mm-hmm. Arcia. She is. She is. Okay, good. And Arcia, what was that like? Because that must have been... Oh, Arcia left our, our channel. She must have had to go. All right. Oops. She's gone, but she um, will have to tell us what it was like to be put on the ballot, because I don't know if she was expecting that. Well, uh, she she has a um, she has an audience space already. And she really had a chance if um if we didn't support her. So yeah. So Naros, from your side, uh, we know why you put uh, Rich on. Rich, what did you do to actually? What made you think like I'm just going to go to Naros and ask him? Like, what made you think that was well, possible? A lot of people have asked me, "How did you get to do this? How did you? What kind of black magics did you do to convince Naros to put you on?" I call it diplomacy, but <laughs> black magic I, sounds better. I simply told them it's the real reason is actually quite boring. I just simply asked. I understood that fraternities, three candidates were not allowed to run. Uh, previously, I interviewed Dark Des, who wanted to become a CSM candidate, but she was not given the opportunity to. And I thought I'm open-minded. I am curious and I'm eager to learn about other kinds of play styles. And I've got a lot to work with on my platform. So I thought I'd message Noras and ask, well, if you do need a candidate to represent Fraternity and Winter Coalition, I'm willing to do so. And I will represent to the best of my ability and balance it with my, well, what I'm running for and what I represent in my own campaign. Mm. Noras, somebody asks, what is Frat's policy on botting? And I'm sorry to ask you that question. I know you've answered it a bunch of times, but this seems like the right time to reiterate what it is. Uh, sure. What is my policy on botting? Or, I mean, yeah. what is my policy on punishing bots? If it's a FRT member, and we just going to report him and kick him out of the corp or the alliance? If it's, a, if it's an ally, then we'll ask them to do the same. If it's a renter... We gonna ask the rental CEO to do that. Otherwise, we remove the corp. And every case is we gonna report the person uh, in game to CCP. That's pretty much about it. I'm not sure it's any other alliance doing differently. Well, it sounds the same. Uh, report bots uh, and because the bots actually compete with your legitimate players, right? So it's it hurts you to have them there. Yeah, it's definitely not a. Um, revenue machine that you can generate as for you it's, it's gonna only gonna hurt your member base in the long run yeah. but i don't have to my wallet is not built up on the body nest sorry to break that up for you but yeah i'm not sending i haven't sent an s to test in the war either so that's another not so true okay oh yeah these are some of the untruths about fraternity that you sent money to uh, test i didn't know that one i would test need our money they're pretty sufficient on the on their own well i think everybody's hurting for money in this war or at least they're a lot poorer than they were but they raised war bonds so i figured uh they raised it from their own players 
That's interesting. Yeah. The scarcity uh, really hurt us on production and how we how we choose our doctrine and tactics we fight. But yes, everybody and every alliance basically on the alliance level isn't lackey of money right now. Yeah. Now, uh, you're in this war, and uh, but you're far away most of the time. But you have been showing up more lately. Is that true? Yeah, we death clone to T5ZI oh, with the PvP SIG. With the PvP SIG, special interest group. Why did you do that? Was there any reason, or is it just a natural cycle? Uh, I think it's the time when the ally needs us, and there's no content elsewhere, very little content. So if we if I want to keep a active PvP corp or a sick, um, I have to build it around Delph, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta. F- you got to feed them something. So that's what this fight was about today in Poshfin. And uh, that's what uh, jump cloning to Delve would be about. Well, nothing happens in AUTC elsewhere. Unless I'm bringing a fleet into Delve, into 1Q, or FRT bringing a fleet into Esoteria to fight AOM. Nothing else happens in the game at all. Pretty sad. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can confirm that we got we did got a lot of fraternity police uh, in Esoteria recently. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. Shen who's joined us. How are you doing, Shen? Doing well. Uh, Shen is from Army of Mangoes, uh, actual natural enemy to fraternity. So we have a lot of opposing sides on this show. He's great. He's, I he's, like a, him. Nice, he's a nice person. Don't hurt him. <laughs> we need him. I um, like him as well. Yeah, good. So. And now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Shen actually was um, was telling us that um, Siege Green has moved into the area and is now I don't know I guess challenging territory in Esoteria. Is that is that right? Something like that, Shen? Yep, they're in Tosis in our south in Esoteria. Yeah, so Esoteria. And uh, is is it leading to much action since you're both in the same time zone? So we had a big fight uh, today, actually. Um, during AOTZ with Siege Green, uh, so the total loss was like six to two billion in total from both sides. Uh, they're not there to take Sov, right? Is this is more of um, uh, just to be low sec people? Kind of yeah, they're low sec people. Yeah, right. So, so they're there just to get some fights out of you. It sounds like. Yeah, it seems like that's the case. But uh, I mean, there are rumors that uh, there's something to do with fraternity, but. Oh. It's not confirmed yet. Of course, I'm behind this dude. Did you hire? Did you hire them to keep your enemy off balance? Uh, right, probably. Do you think I really paid ask? Oh, was it just an ask, or did did you? Well, have to... I don't have to ask. It's the only ATZ alliance they can fight. They they used to fight VV, right? But um, the North would prove to be too much for them, so they moved to South and fight another. They fought actually. They fought Jakaros. Um, the first landing point was Upper Stan, and they killed the Jokaros Stager, I hope. And um, it went bored pretty quickly. Jokaros just refused to fight. So they moved to Southern Stan for GQ. Uh, the natural, like, the time is just so close. You can't really avoid them. Yeah. I mean, you can pin a lot of friends together and fight each green, because why not? You. Right, you you outnumber them two to one, three to one. 
Right. So you're saying you don't need to convince anybody to go and fight. They need it for themselves. They need the activity and there's not many options. So this is just a natural migration of low sec to go fight a null sec group in their same time zone. Yeah. And from today's battle, um, from what we have seen so far, uh, Siege Green, they really like to drop dreads, uh, especially Hallward dreads. It's in their name, Siege Green. (laughs) <laughs> but, but they got dread bombed uh, today, so maybe a lesson for them, maybe not. We'll see in the future. By the way, that Siege Green comment is uh, when you siege, when you use the siege module on a dreadnought, that module makes you uh, makes your mass incredibly huge, so you can't move. So in other words, you you park your ship to go through this entire siege module of three minutes, and you're... Your, your guns do a lot more damage, but you can't go anywhere. You're stuck there for the duration of that siege cycle. And so Siege Red is, uh, stop it. We're going to get out after this. So stop your, you know, Siege Red uh, means uh, trigger your module uh, to stop. And it turns red, and then you know you can leave. Uh, siege Green means you're staying at least for one more cycle. So that's where the name comes from. Yeah, the fight started with like uh, Armor Timer uh, Astro House. And they brought in a surf fleet. We brought tornadoes. Uh, we, I think we kind of was even fight. Uh, but until we reshipped into serps as well, and they started to uh, extract off the grid. And when they um, went through the stain gate, um, uh, I think there were two. They signaled in two dreads and one minokawa, and that's when we got our uh, dread bombs ready and dropped on them. They melted it like crazy, really fast. Uh, when our dread bomb were on grid. All right. Excuse me. I had to leave. Uh, I had to leave now. Sorry, but really nice talk with you, and really nice to know you, Shoshin. All right. Thanks, Daros. Thanks for sticking around. I Take appreciate care, it. Daros. See you later. Take care. See. Bye, Rich. All right. So we still have Rich Richmond and Shen with us. Uh, we're talking about Siege Green activity in Esoteria, and uh, are you guys nervous? Because it looks like they can um, Siege Green can bring. Maybe about two thirds the number that you can. Oh no, it's more like sixty percent. So you've you've kind of got them outnumbered. Yeah, and like we're actually excited for those kind of uh, big uh, dreadout fights because mm-hmm. like we normally uh, we don't use capitals that often. And when there are capitals in actions, uh, people are always hyped for that. You know what? I'm curious how this is going to play out because Sea Green is traditionally low sec alliance and they do a lot of low sec things where the mechanics are fundamentally different with the lack of bubbles and the far more safer use of implants now that they're in null sec i understand that siege green when they form and when they fight they form and fight hard and they've got a really aggressive name you know telling somebody to siege green means you're committing to this grid for five minutes you're not moving you're not warping you're committed so the I understand they form uh, quite well and they fight really hard, but fighting in Nullsec, well, I'd like to see how it goes. The siege cycle is five minutes, isn't it? Did I say three minutes? Yeah, I think five. so. Three. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, it's, it's three? No, no. It's five. It's, it's five. five. It's five. I knew it was five. It's, uh, it's been a it's long time. Yeah. It's been a long time since I sieged green or red. You know, and I've been thinking about that, you guys. Now we can turn this into a discussion since it's just TIS in here. I've been thinking about uh, getting back into uh, NullSec and just doing some of these big fleets and stuff. So I'm not quite so out of touch with um, 
some of the battle concepts. Uh, I think a lot of it's the same, but uh, as you can see, my memory is slipping. I haven't, I haven't been in a dreadnought since like 2000 or 15 or something. So yeah. Yeah. If you got, I want to, I want to get recruited. So let's start a, a, a recruit Matterall. We'll put that out there for a, a week, maybe two, and we'll see like what kind of, what kind of offers we get would be, would be interesting. Uh, I, I haven't decided what to do, but I'm, I'm just looking at some options now. I think that might be a good thing. Well, based on the siege information, I believe you need a refresher course on dread bombs and sieging. So possibly an alliance that uses <laughs> extensive amounts of uh, dreadnoughts. Uh, I, st I think I still know how to do it, but uh, just the duration of time for me. Uh, so a sino is 15 minutes, a siege cycle is five. What's Wait, three? What was I thinking? Uh, sino is, uh, no, sino is five. Sino is five. It, it depends on what kind of sino. So industrial sino is 10, regular sino is five, covered up sino is one or 30 seconds I covert yeah coverts oh, yeah, were always smaller yeah but uh okay yeah i need to go back to eve school i'm gonna do that sounds good i don't know if people want to recruit me actually if uh, if i'm this rusty but um well listen i think it's um really good you guys are getting some fights getting some activity out there it looks like fun and uh rich you getting on fraternity's ballot shocker i mean i didn't see that coming at all it, well, it scared me, and it scared, it's actually scared a lot of people from what I've heard. Uh, all sorts of talk is going on between leaders uh, in regards to why is Rich getting elected? Uh, what, uh, are you? Is, is this true? What's going on? And I felt the need to, well, I actually should, definitely needed to update my thread on expanding on what I had to say about my CSM campaign. I understood there were quite some flaws, and I added quite a bit onto it to cover that my platform doesn't just cover say out of game methods but also covers a lot of what affects the in game and the future of the game mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that now i have some regrets for but also somebody brought up to me is the fact that they were very the blocks were either i don't want to say scared because they've got a lot of representation but they were displeased at the potential that i could oppose every one of their plans and i sought to shatter them and I wanted to clear that up in my post as well, because I, well, I, in the past I made videos and I made humorous images and post them all over the place about how uh, such and such alliance and but you've grown coalitions up. are bad. So, hmm? But you've grown up now. But yes, I've, I've grown up and I've learned that well, things aren't exactly black and white and it's good to have an open mind and that this game is a universe we all share. We have to coexist in. So there's no point trying to remain ignorant. There's no point trying to just simply oppose somebody simply because they exist. But it's a matter of, as they say, meeting triumph and disaster and treating them the same and finding the balance between them, finding the nuance, yeah. being able to just well, simply coexist and understand, put yourself in other people's shoes and find the middle ground. And I hope I'm able to do that if I'm elected because I've got quite a lot of different experiences and all sorts of ears and representations I will have to balance. You're quite poetic too. What'd you say earlier today? I am the monster I was trying to fight. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, that's, oh, that's some. <laughs> what is that? Dungeons and Dragons? That was hilarious. No, no. Death Grip. Death Grip. Okay. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, what did I say? Ah, here we go. So somebody asked me, why did I oh, talk to Norhouse? And I just joked to them. I thought, you know what? 
I told them, look, I closed my eyes and I uh, seized it. I clenched my fist and beat it. I am my torch and burn it. I am the beast I worship. And that uh, well, it broke everybody into laughter. <laughs> I am. I am. What is it? I am the beast I worship. That is yeah, funny. Yeah, the beast it's, I worship. Especially these days, right? There's a lot of that going around. Well, listen, uh, guys, Shen, is there anything else that you wanted to go before we wrap up? It's time to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I guess two more things yeah. on the note. Um, one is uh, weapon, uh, weapon of Mass Production Alliance moving into Geminid. Uh, so they were from uh, Backache before, and they mm -hmm. moved into Pure Blind. And right now they're moving to Geminid. Uh, so they're relocating themselves. Uh, to their new home right now. So they're fighting dark side. It seems like oh. for weapon of, it's weapons of mass production. They're like five hundred characters, five hundred fifty. And uh, where what what other news did you have? Uh, there's a patch today. Oh yeah, the do you patch, want to go the patch note? Yeah, hold on. Uh, let me get the it's basically small fixes. Yeah. Let's let's just get there real quick. This is nineteen four. This may not be the right one, but we'll go back to patch notes and. Well, if you have a link, I'll take it because it'll take me a while to find the right patch notes. This is a new thing. It's handy. I forgot about this. They redid the site. So these are the patch notes. Filter. And this is for today. So not that hard anymore. Good for you, CCP. Uh, and here they are. So is there anything in particular you wanted to look at? Uh, I mean, I think there are one quality of life update that's also like being, uh, that came from the community. So we can see the shake hand symbol there. I think that's the miscellaneous, like add a hyperlink to player and corporation names in description of uh, the Stargate monument. It's not really quality of life, but it's just nice to see that some uh, those people who worked hard for those uh, new Stargates uh, get their name mentioned and people can check them out if they want to join or something like that. So next time, let's say similar events happened, um, people can say um, th th this will be a good way to recruit as well, right? When you see um, some corporations or some players' name on that Stargate, right? Uh, so there's a uh, a goal where there's a meaning for your hard work on the gates. Uh, let's look at some of these other things. Uh, so added hyperlinks to the player corporation names and description of the new Stargates. That's what you're talking about there. And uh, did we get a list of the winners? We didn't actually read them off. We just said who was in the leaderboards. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I can tell you who's going to be on those monuments. I keep saying memorials, but it's monuments. Totally different. And then uh, fix an issue preventing an action of an activation of micro warp drive modules near a newly activated Empire Stargates. So it's just some cleanup work, it looks like here. And fix an issue with passwords not being saved for a pause after log off. That's new. Uh, fix an issue when clicking a help section video link chat. The help section would include the missing UI. Yeah, these are cleanups here, but uh, that one is interesting here. So I think that's better than some of the monuments in the past. I don't think that in the past they've done that link to their actual corporation names and stuff, because that's a great recruiting tool, right? You come up to a monument, you see who helped build it, you click on the link and you're right into their recruiting process. It's a, it's a great funnel. Yeah, and I think there's also a problem with uh, the cloak that got into place today, uh, yesterday with the patch. Mm -hmm. I think there's a bug where um, you, so if you warp to a planet, you get decloaked because you're too close to the planet. Yeah. So uh, usually that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but that's a bug, I think. I think she's going to address the uh, 
sometimes either tomorrow or just a small fix. Yeah, interesting. With the recent changes to the cloak and the whole mobile observatories, I can say that some of the groups involved in hot dropping and cloaky camping are well, noticeably, noticeably quite distressed. Some of them are even resorting to sell their supercarriers and well, discontinue their way of life. I, I, I am going to feel a bit, a bit sad about it because I enjoyed seeing some of the people, well, the Nerixa drop their Revenant on supercarriers almost by themselves. So I think I'm going to miss seeing it now. And with the changes to, especially with the Stargate, I am glad that uh, staying guy on Reddit is finally able to see his dream, his ambition come true. Yeah. And now as I think he's retiring that character, that whole personality. He actually was, I think he's a more or less a prominent player. It's just an alt that he was doing that with. And, you know, so if it ever gets revealed who he is, it might be interesting, just like your mentor situation. All right. As for the corporations that yeah. will be on the monuments and have their links there, I hope they live long and prosper and they are able to make a, take advantage of it to the fullest extent as corporations do come and go over time. Gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, one more, Shen. Go ahead, Shen. So this one's the last thing. It's a mobile observatory. Um, so we actually, uh, just on the patch day yesterday, a lot of campers just uh, safe locked and they didn't come back. Uh, it, it's not about actually using it. It's, it's just the fact there's a tool that you can use it. Um, that's a fear that we uh, that projects on those campers. And just the fact there's a tool you can use uh, against them, um, they're, they, they're done. They're, they're getting out of uh, all those no-sex no space they were camping before. Mm, well, thanks. All right, well, thanks a lot. Very, very much um, appreciate you guys uh, looking up that stuff, Shen. And again, Rich, congratulations for getting yourself way up on Fraternity's ballot. Good luck to you and Arcia and Sado and all the others that are running for CSM. And this is a reminder to you to vote for CSM right now. Don't put it off. If you put it off, uh, one day turns into a week quickly and you will miss your window. So make sure you vote. Vote your gameplay interests or if you want, vote for your favorite personalities. Uh, but uh, all these guys are every one of them, even, even the guys uh, at the top, somewhat nervous about what the what the voter base actually is as compared to what they think it is in theoretical terms. But uh, I want to especially encourage people who are not affiliated with big groups uh, to vote. You may think you don't have any stakes, but vote your gameplay and see what happens. Might be interesting. Might see some upsets. Okay, that's it for today. For Talking in Stations, June 9th. We will see you tomorrow for more Talking in Stations.